Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 140. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and as always, I'm your host for today, and I thank you so much for joining us on this journey that we're making from, I call it from corporate to Carney. I quit my job, moved to Key West, and am starting all over, and have opened a local business, and then also working in the online field. So it's just a whole different life, and you are coming along on the journey by listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. I wanted to remind you that today's episode is sponsored by Team Podcasts. So if you have a podcast or know someone who is starting a podcast and they need help with all of the support services that go behind the scenes with podcasting, then Team Podcast is for you. These shows get done and get produced, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And to really help a good podcast get off the ground, it takes more than just the on-air talent. So teampodcast.com is the place to go to get all the support you need, one stop, one price, and you only deal with one person. So you don't have to hire seven or eight virtual assistants to do all the little things that you need to do every single day when you launch a podcast. Team Podcast does it for you. So please feel free. Go to teampodcast.com. They have introductory pricing going on right now, so it'll never be lower. And once you get that price on your account, you're locked in for the life of your account. So take advantage, teampodcast.com. So localist, I wanted to talk to you this morning about a couple of things that continue to hit home with me as I am on this journey as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who has cut loose from <laughs> the golden handcuffs, so to speak, uh, but the, also the security of a regular paycheck. And this has these things that I want to talk about today have come up again and again and again, and I cannot overemphasize enough how important they are. And here's the thing. Everybody tells you they, they are important. Everyone tells you to work on these two things. But until you see it in practice, you really don't understand the magnitude uh, of uh, kind of just traction that these two things can help you get for your business. Now, the first thing, and it is something that I have, every time I have the opportunity to talk about it, I talk about it. But it's just... And the reason it's so fresh for me is because it seems like every day something is happening because of this one thing. And I will tell you again, I'm an introvert, so I know this is hard for me. But the thing that I'm talking about is building relationships with other people. And I'm not talking about building relationships with people that you necessarily would call your friends or getting to know more people in a friendly sort of way. I'm talking about building your business relationships and having these business relationships 
in place where you are mutually uh, benefiting each other. And it's so interesting to me because I didn't understand this. I, I, I guess, you know, I've, I've, like I've told you before, I've never been in one of those high uh, ranking type PR type positions or even going to, you know, every time I, I went to an event at uh, any of my corporate jobs, I was just going as just one of the many representatives of the company. And most of the time it was going to learn something or, you know, some sort of training or whatever. The thought never occurred to me to reach out to those trainers and the other people within that training or conference or whatever it was I was going to and try to make them my business contacts. Why would I do that? What what would I need them for? I had no idea. Well, now here I am on my own. I could say on my own little island, and it would be true down here in Key West. That's a good thing, though. Um, but here I am now on my own little island, both physically, literally, and virtually, because now I need relationships and I need to build relationships and the people that are the smartest in business are the ones that figured this out a long time ago long before it was ever on my radar but let me tell you exactly uh, what happens when you when you build relationships when you build these relationships with people and it might be you know if you're like me it's hard to lead with my company or my product or what I do because I am so sales averse that it's really not even fun. I don't want to come across as shysty, sleazy, or anything like that. But when people finally drag out of me what I do and what my business is, many times they are not my target market. They're not my target audience. In fact, I hate to say it, and maybe I, maybe at some point I will be wrong. But most of the people I physically meet in person are probably not going to be my target audience because at this point I don't know in my regular life any other people that have a podcast. I don't know anyone in my circle of friends in Key West or my circle of friends in, in any other place that I've lived that actually does a podcast. Now, some of you might, and some of you might have, you know, people that you know personally that are your target market but just from me they're not what they are my target market for is sometimes my uh, local business where i i do the I, ice cream with liquid nitrogen and the, those type of things so the thing i do at mallory square they would be my target market and many times people do come see me for that but it goes beyond having a business relationship to try to get a customer it, it's so much different than that and let me also tell you this. This is the second part of what we were going to talk about today. But it's kind of one of those things where it's sort of like the best kept secret. Although it is cliche, and you've heard it again and again and again, one of the best things you can do, and you can say it in a couple ways, people say lead with value, and that sounds cliche and a little bit trite because put put real actions on that what does that mean i like to say it in a different way give before you get now this is where my comfort zone is i am perfectly fine giving to a relationship before i would ever ask for anything but let me tell you one of the best ways to 
I don't want to say endear someone to you because it's not like you're trying to schmooze them or whatever, but one of the best ways for you to get someone in your corner is for you to go be in their corner. And by that, I simply mean when they have a need and they express a need, you be the one to fulfill it. It might be that you don't have time or you think you don't have time, but you know what? If you take the time to do X, Y, or Z, whatever it is that person needs, you know what? You've got a fan for life. And it's so interesting because talking about these two things and building relationships and then giving before you get, one leads to another. Giving before you get is really one of the easiest ways to build relationships. You know why? Because when you reach out to somebody, and it, I'm going to tell you this, it's so easy to do in the online world, especially if you are part of groups on Facebook or you are part of groups on LinkedIn that are professional groups that are in your niche. And if you are in there and you are being active and you are contributing and you are giving many times, let me just tell you this, and some, I know the, I know the, the obstacles. We go through this imposter syndrome and I don't know everything about this, that, or the other, so I don't want to respond to their question and give them the wrong answer. But you know what? Many times in those groups, people are simply asking for your opinion. They might post artwork and say, I'm thinking about making this the new logo for my business. What do you think? And you can say, I'm not really sure from looking at it what your business does. I mean, I like the artwork or I like the colors or I like the layout, but it doesn't really tell me enough about your business that I can tell by looking at that logo what you do. Now, is that valuable information? Sure it is. That's so valuable because you would be looking at it with the same eyes that their customer would be looking at it. But so often what we do in these online forums and in these online uh, chat, I don't want to say chat rooms, but groups that we're in, is we get to a point where we lurk and we're comfortable just reading people's posts and we don't chime in on anything and God knows we're not going to be the one to ask a question. And so when you look at it on the value scale, you're adding zero value to the group. Now, it took me a long time to get this. And when I say a long time, okay, it took me like a year because I'm, I'm just in the past three or four months starting to see exactly how this changes the game for me. But what I'm finding out is the more groups I'm in and the more I can contribute and the more involved I can get, the better my business is going to be because I'm going to have, going to meet people that are natural connectors. I'm going, I, and that's happened for me. I have a friend right now who I have met through these online groups and we, it seems like every week we're on Skype at least once chatting about the different issues that are going on with our business or have you done this yet or have you done that yet and where are you on this and that and what do you think about this and you know it's just somebody to put your head together with and, and you know bounce a few ideas off of but I don't know that person online except online but you know we get on Skype so I I see where she sits in her house and she sees where I sit looking out on the canal she's a little bit jealous of that but who wouldn't be but the whole thing is you do have relationships with these people and you do have connections with these people that you can build online and they're real people and they have real business contacts and it just so happens one of the people that I've run into is uh, 
is this person and she is a connector that is her role and not just that but she makes sure she connects with as many people as possible now i don't have the time to invest in doing that right now that she does because we're at different phases in our business but wow how critical is that but what i'm finding is the more i contribute the better off i am and here's the other part sometimes i don't like you i don't have time to get in there and contribute I don't have time whenever somebody says, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I'm new to the group, and I'm this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. I don't have time to jump in and do a comment on Facebook and say, hi, so-and-so, welcome to the group. We're so glad to have you here. If you need anything, let us know. But you know what? I do it anyway. Because when that person needs something, they might reach out to me. And then they suddenly might become a client. And you know what else? That person might be a connector as well. That person might be somebody that I can add value to and then they will add value to me. So it's so strange when your mind and your, your you really see this play out in real life and how your paradigm about doing these things that are so trite or it seems so trite, um, they really can make a difference. Now I, I'm in, involved in several forums on Facebook and groups on Facebook and some of them are private groups and some of them are paid groups and some of them are, you know, they're, they're all related to, to the business that I'm in, but you, you wouldn't believe how many people are in those groups that aren't active and they aren't lurking. I mean, they are lurking instead of being active and participating. And so what happens is they lose any value. I mean, if you're not providing value to the group, you're not going to get anything out of the group. And what I see again and again and again is somebody doesn't participate in the group and before you know it they need help maybe they're getting ready it's a podcasting group and they're getting ready to launch a podcast and they don't have people to form a launch team around and they need that so all of a sudden the first thing they've ever done to the group is put it out there and say hey you guys my podcast goes live friday i was wondering if anybody wanted to um, volunteer to be on my launch team and you know what happens? They just broke that rule of give before you get. So what happens when they really need something, they have not paid into people's emotional bank account enough that people feel compelled to respond to them. And this is the difference between the people that get responses and that get the help they need and people that don't. And I hate to say it, but most of the time, it's those of us introverts who are not looking for a way to help people. It's not even on our radar. We think, oh, I don't want to say anything. I don't need anything. I'm just going to never ask a question in here. That's too, too bold and too forward. Now, also, let me tell you this, this giving before you get thing. Um, I'm finding it, it's interesting, uh, as I've been in the course of podcasting over the, the last little over a year now, um, I have found that several people have started businesses just because they started pe meeting people's needs. And it's so easy in these forums to find out what people's pain points are. In the past two days, there have been two different people that are doing podcasts. They're podcasters that are recording interviews and recording their podcast. And they're, they're booking interviews with high-profile people who have a high dollar price on their time, but they have volunteered to come and be guests on their podcasts. And you know what? The audio 
turned out terrible for both of these interviews. And in both times, both of these people were posting in the forums, how do I fix this or how do I fix that? And for me, I saw the need. And once I saw that need, I realized that, you know, I could sit here and say, well, if you open this window and go in and highlight this and click that and then run this and do this and that, did, number one, they weren't going to follow it. Number two, they weren't savvy enough with the software they were using to edit to really try to get in and understand and fix this. I mean, the bottom line is people just wanted their audio fixed. And they asked for help because they're the ones doing it. They're the ones trying to edit it themselves. And... I just, in both situations, stepped up and said, you know what, instead of wasting your time on it, if you'll just email me the file, I will fix it or get it as close to fixed as it can possibly be and send it back to you. And both of the times, now the first one, I spent five or six hours, I know, that makes me cry too, I spent five or six hours working on this video, and I'm not video, the audio, and trying to experiment with different ways to make it the highest vocal quality possible, but at the same time, not destroy the the value of the, the vocals, and it couldn't, I, I couldn't get it completely fixed. I could improve it some, but the distortion that was in there because the levels were too high were, were going to be there. I couldn't repair that waveform. But you know what? I've used and I've edited a year's worth of podcasts using the same software they were using. So I know some tricks and tools and, and things that they, they don't know to try. And it's not about a one, sometimes it's not even a, it's a multi-layered approach to fixing these sorts of things. It's not just, you know, point and click and click a few buttons and you just know what sequence to pick. You, you've got to try this and listen and see what it does and try that. And so both of these people have been able to help improve the vocal quality and fix their issues, send them back their file, and now you know what? I have two raving fans that will always be in my corner because I helped them when they were in a jam. And they've also seen the credibility for the services that we would offer through Team Podcast. Now, luckily, I passed, I, I didn't have to pass these issues off to my sound person, but I certainly consulted with them and said, what else would you, here's what all I've thrown at it, what else would you do? You know what, and we together threw everything we could at it, and one we were able to fix pretty pretty good, and the other one, it, it still had some, some clarity issues. But I was also able to make that person a video to show them how to adjust the levels so that they don't run into the issue again. And boy, that's simple too. Making people a screencast and just show them the steps to go through. Because let's face it, you can sit there and read and, and uh, print. Go to this place and click file, click this, click that, click the other. But you know what? You get completely lost when you try to translate that to your visual. So by looking for these and by giving away some of my work, and I could I could have easily charged for what I was doing, the audio editing. I could have charged for it, but why would I do that if I'm trying to give before I get? It's not about, yeah, put in your credit card number, or yeah, you can pay me through PayPal. It's about, let me get you what I need because you can be in my corner because I'm getting, I'm giving you something, and then you're getting it 
and he'll be willing to turn around and give it back to me. So those are two very, very important lessons that go hand in hand. They're, two, they're really two sides of the same coin. Build those relationships. And it's so, it's easy now. They're getting easier to spot whenever people have not put in the time, so to speak, to build their relationships and to give before they get. And I see it again and again. And I, don't wait until you need people. Don't wait until you're launching a new business. Don't wait until you're looking for a new job to suddenly go hit up the contacts in your network. The message is give now. Maybe it's maybe you have somebody that owns a company that you'd love to work for. Maybe they're your, you're their friend, but they don't have an opening that you would fit right now. But maybe somebody else that you know would be a great fit for them right now. Have you referred them to them? Have you connected them? Have you sent them any tips or tricks or anything that you run across? And you know, when you're even when you're perusing and reading the paper or reading uh, different articles online, many times somebody's name pops into mind. Shoot them an email. Send them that. Say, hey, I just happened to read this, and I you you immediately came to mind, and I thought you might find it interesting. Boy, what a quick and easy way to add value. And you know what? There's no cost for you. It costs you very little time to type out an email that's three sentences like that and put a link in it, right? I mean, the threshold for doing that is so low, but we're not doing it enough. And the thing is, don't wait until you need people to start reaching out. That's a one-way street. Jump in and give before you get. And it's so interesting because it's, it's such a paradox because you think about, well, how am I ever going to get my bills paid if I keep giving away my work? Trust me, it will happen. It will come. Eventually, it will come. I've seen several people start their businesses this way. I can remember back whenever I was doing my super commuting days. Ah, uh, that's not something I look back on with fond memories, but I remember doing my super commuting days and I found this particular podcast. The podcast was an hour long every single day. I mean, like clockwork. I mean, it was like he had a timer set and it was, you know, 59 minutes and 58 seconds or what. I mean, it was, it was an hour long podcast. And the part about it is the hour was in the name of the podcast. So it was like the blank hour. You know what I mean? So it kind of, it could never really get away from that hour because he put it in his title of his podcast. And he would do the podcast. He had so much value to offer. He was an interesting guy. And the thing he kept complaining about in the podcast, he wasn't complaining to describe, but he was saying, oh, and, and I, I've got to catch up on my show notes. Oh, my God, my show notes. If anybody wants to take these show notes off my plate, I will be glad to you know, hand them to you. Well, a woman stepped up and said, I'll do your show notes. And so for a while, she did them for absolutely free. And before you know it, she's now built a business doing just show notes. And she's built a business, and now she has so many clients, she's been able to raise her prices. She's now started creating an online course to teach other people how to do show notes, uh, which we will be sending some of uh, our team podcast admins through that course to really give them the training they need to try to do really, really good show notes. So it's just one of those things that I'm finding more and more that if you reach out and you provide a service, you do not know 
where it will lead. If you have an expertise, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. That imposter syndrome knocks us down and makes us think we can't. I'm not an expert on audio editing. Well, let me just tell you this. My very first job when I was 14 years old was being um, an announcer on the radio at our Christian radio station at the church and school that I went to. And sometimes it would be on the weekends, I would start my shift at six o'clock in the morning and go till uh, noon or 11 o'clock in the morning. And I would open up the radio station. And then after school, I would go to volleyball practice and basketball practice. And then I would be over to the radio station and work from six to 10 at night. And I would close the radio station because the radio station was on air from six in the morning till 10 at night. But what I learned was about leveling. I learned about splicing. I learned about segues. I learned, you know, all these things as a 14-year-old and all these things that now technology's changed. You know, we were spinning vinyls and, and that sort of thing and had big reel-to-reel music and we, you know, something would happen in Snap and you'd have to try to figure out how to splice it together so that you couldn't tell there was a part missing. <laughs> and so it's just, some, you know, it builds, the layers build and, you know, you don't have to know everything about something. You just have to know more than the person you're helping. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. And so I would encourage you to look for ways, keep it on your radar. Because if you're like me, numbskull kind of person who's an introvert and goes around, you know, not looking for opportunities to help people, that's, you know, kind of new to me. And so because I'm not, haven't been doing that, I've missed opportunities. But you know what? I take advantage of them now. And you know what's even funnier? Is I take advantage of them even though I don't ever know if those people will be of use to me. The job I just left to quit my job and move to Key West, that job, those people are struggling right now because they're starting to ramp up their busy season, March, April, and May. And you know what? I stay in touch with them. If I see something that would be helpful to them, I shoot them an email. They call me and say, I just needed to talk to somebody that understood what I'm going through. Because <laughs> no one else does, but you do because you've been there. I stay in touch with those people. It doesn't have to be a, a daily thing. I mean, shoot, I cannot talk to them for two months and all of a sudden we'll do an email sequence back and forth. That's the thing. Those people are now in my network. They are now my people. And you've got to find that same thing for you. But the whole thing is if you're not looking for it, you won't find it. And sometimes you can't lead with a business. You can't lead with, I'll do this service for the X amount of dollars. You have to lead with, let me provide the service to you. And you do it so good that somebody comes back later and says, oh my gosh, you made that so much easier. I would like you to do that again, but I need to pay you now. And before you know it, a business is formed. And I've seen it happen again and again and again. And there's enough need out there. Zig Ziglar has a famous quote, and he says, you will get everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want in life. And I truly believe that. But this whole building relationships and giving before you get, I'm seeing play out as I'm trying to start the, the, the businesses and working on my online and my offline. It's amazing the resources that you're missing out if you do not make this a priority. At the same time, I'm also very conscious of bu building bridges and building relationships so I don't want to 
burn bridges, so to speak. I don't want to write people off as having no value because I don't know how they're going to play into the picture in the future. So let me encourage you. I saw someone post on something on Facebook the other day, and they said they were asking podcasters, and they said, just out of curiosity, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? And I think there were something like 123 comments or something by the time I looked at it. And I just scrolled down the page, and it was introvert, introvert, introvert. I think there were only two extroverts in that scenario that said, I am an extrovert. Most were introvert, which makes it even harder to build your businesses. And, and But you also have to realize people are coming from the same place you are. So those are my two tips for today. They're two sides of the same coin. Build relationships. You don't know where they're going to come from, but look for opportunities. Are you in a group of anything for whatever it is? It could be a hobby group. It could be a recreational type group. Are there people in there that you have not connected with? Build relationships and then in order to get, you have to give. So give before you get. That is the other tip. And many times, if you give before you get, you will build the relationships anyway. That's what I've been working on. And honestly, I love helping people. So it, doing the audio work, even though it took me four, five or six frustrating hours with the one I was working on this week, I was still able to give her something back that she could use, and she was very grateful. And then the other person, it, it took me maybe 45 minutes to an hour to fix what was going on with theirs, but I was able to get them an audio that could be used now and they could be proud of to say, that's that's my work. And so these things make a huge difference to me, being able to help people. And that's what it's all about. For those of you that have reached out to me, and, and we've had phone, some of you, it's, it's it's so cool to talk to people that listen to the podcast and talk to people that uh, are, are even needing help with their podcast. I'll be glad to talk to anybody um, at any time about that. But it's so neat to be able to be in a place where I, I know a little bit more, I'm a little further down the road, and I can turn around and pass that on and help somebody else do the same thing and go through the same journey I did, but with better results and with uh, a little more knowledge than I had when I started. So it's great a great feeling to help people and then uh, build a business at the same time in, uh, in, in the effort all going on at the same time. It's a great thing, but it's eye-opening all I can say about the last six months and what I've what I've been going through trying to build a business on your own you cannot do it in a silo you cannot do it in isolation no man is an island you have to reach out you need other people and no matter how much you think you don't even if you think well I'm just going to build an online store and I'm just going to put my products up and I'll drive traffic there and I'll be completely anonymous and blah 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 you still need relationships with people because people will tell you, oh yeah, I had an online store and here's something you need to look out for. Huh, who knew? If you hadn't built a relationship, you wouldn't know. So we can't always hide behind the internet. But I wanted to share these two things with you because it's something that is, it's, I see it again and again. And it's so eye-opening. It really is absolutely amazing. You know, and even in my real life, you know, right now I am able to take on some extra work and kind of do this freelance um work for a friend of mine's business 
doing the sewing. And it's one of those things that had we not built the relationship, that would have never come about because that came about because she just happened to say, do you know anyone who can do this, that, or the other? And I'm like, well, I actually do that. I could do that. And before we knew it, the work was going through and I was being paid for it. And, you know, that's something that met a need that I had. So it's just one of those things where you never know where to leave. But look for it. Keep your eyes open for it. Try to get to the point where you are on the constantly looking for ways to build relationships and to meet other people's needs. It will change your life and it will change your business. And I know I've gone a little bit long today, but I think it's worth it because it's, it's, I just, I cannot tell you what a difference it makes in your business. Now, the other thing I have to remind you of is that Team Podcast is the sponsor of this podcast. And so if you know of anyone or are building a podcast and you need help with all of your podcast support services, whether it's audio editing, show notes, uh, doing graphics for your social media, other things that you might need to do to get your podcast up to par where you want it to be, Team Podcast can be that one-stop shop for you. You deal with one account manager. All your services get handled. You simply provide the content. It frees up your time and you can focus on making your podcast great. So teampodcast.com is the place to go for that. Simply go there right now. Introductory pricing is in effect. So take advantage of it because once you're in under the introductory prices, you know what happens? You're locked in. That's it. So teampodcast.com. You guys, once again, thank you so much for joining me on this crazy, crazy journey and for listening to the lessons that I'm learning along the way and the things that will change your business. And I hope you'll take some of what I said today and apply it and reach out to somebody and try to give before you ever ask for the get. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local.